Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Not Mike and Laurent. It is Thursday, October 13th. In this episode, we will review UEFA Champions League results, preview the Nuevo Clasico of Liverpool vs. City. But first, I have an update from Mike. The big news is Mike is a father. Woohoo! I believe he had a fine daughter of five pounds. I believe her name is Abigail. Mom, Jessica, and Mike are doing well. She came a little early, so Mike is Mike is now Father Mike, and uh, he's doing well down in Florida, and hopefully everything's going great, and we're blessed, and we're happy. So on that amazing good news, before we start, please like, subscribe, share, tell the world about the show. Congrats to Mike. I'd love to see us have our biggest episode ever in honor of Mike and Jessica's baby girl. So let us go to the Champions League. I think I'd have had this up already, but I was a little bit behind. <laughs> so uh, we'll start. We'll start with the biggest game uh, of the last round: three-three Barca versus Inter. That one was nuts. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Three-three Barca versus Inter. Then uh, our friends from Tottenham win three-two versus Eintracht Frankfurt. It was a little bit of a fight, but they hang in there. Liverpool get off El Schneido, destroy Rangers. 1-7-1 at the Ibrax, but that game was much closer than it looked. Um, it was close up till about the 65th minute. Liverpool score, uh, Mo Salah scores a hat-trick in seven minutes in the second half, which was nuts. Chelsea win 2-0 versus Milan in Milan to take control of their group. They are in good shape, and City get a 0-0 draw after Gomez gets sent off in the first half. Other important news around the Champions League, Juventus lose to Maccabi Haifa, which was insane. Uh, Shakhtar Donetsk have an emotional win in Poland after news in Ukraine about the war goes a little bit more nutty and Real Madrid get the draw. Napoli, uh, off of Rudiger's face in the final minute, he draws blood and dr- scores the game winner. They just Real do Real things. Napoli on pace to set the record for goals in the group stages. They smash Napoli 4-2. That's for you, Angela. And where we stand right now, uh, Napoli are through. Liverpool likely through to the next round. Club Bruges are through after their nil-nil draw with Atleti. Atleti is in trouble. Bayern are through. Inter are likely through. Barcelona looking like they may slide away. Tottenham have a one-point lead in their group. It's still all to play for, but they're the strongest team in that group. Chelsea look like they're getting back in control on seven with two games to go. Real Madrid are through. Leipzig still have to battle Shakhtar to get through. Celtic, oof, not great. City are through, along likely with Dortmund as Sevilla and Copenhagen are struggling. And in Group H, Benfica and PSG are are through. They seem to be fighting with each other. And a final note on PSG, the great and powerful Kylian Mbappe has, through his channels, said that he wants to leave PSG. Uh, He was, if you remember in the summer, he was supposed to go to Real Madrid. He didn't want to go. Then at the last minute, he said he would. I think he thought that they were going to get rid of Neymar. They didn't. So now he's there with Neymar. Neymar is playing his position. He doesn't want to play striker. 
he's being a modern athlete. I think there's very much a LeBronification, a player empowerment thing going on here where individuals go first and they will sod it because it's their life. And that is very much an attitude of current sports stars. Uh, it's not team first. The punderati will battle you and attack you over these things. But that's just how it is today. Uh, young players want to do what they want to do when they want to do it. And they don't care about whether you like it. Got it? Got it. So that's our UEFA results still coming through. Things are fine there. Now we're going to go to the Premier League. It is back. Wow. I suppose I have to start. I have to start with Liverpool, Manchester City, the Nuevo Clásico, the big one of big ones, the game that has brought the best of the best together over the last four or five years. A game I hate, especially at Anfield, where City, I don't think, have won since the War of 1812 or some strike, some coal miner strike in 85 or something like that. But Liverpool come into this game feeling good after their 7-1. Narrative dictates that says they're back. Are Liverpool back? Are Liverpool back? I don't think they're back. Um, They may have found something that was pretty obvious in the Rangers game. Mo Salah, when he came on in the second half, was playing much more narrow and getting into the box a lot. He was not out wide trying to find space and having to go five miles to get into the box. He was where he normally would be, at the corner of the box, getting the ball, taking three or four steps, and then shooting. So he was closer to the goal, which made for a much better thing. Uh, City come into this game in decent shape. They really have no major injuries. They have no major issues. Um, They have Holland, (laughs) which uh, I don't know if you've heard of, but he's pretty good. Um, things are looking good for City right now. Stones is still out. Phillips is out. Kyle Walker being out for City is about a, as big a problem as you could think of. But the list for missing players for Liverpool looks like this. Keita, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Archer, all out. Luis Diaz, out, got hurt. Trent Alexander-Arnold, out, got an ankle injury. Joel Matip, out. Curtis Jones, still out. So it looks like... Uh, we'll see Tamikas, Van Dijk, Konate, and Gomez in the back line along with Henderson, Fabian, you know, along with however um, uh, Klopp wants to line up. It looks like there's some changes afoot for Liverpool. Their last game, they only played two holding midfielders. Maybe that's their plan. <laughs> that feels crazy against City, but fine. Uh, to me, you know, the the depth that they have up front is dwindling. Um, so Firmino probably has to play uh, along with, I wouldn't play Nunez. I think I would play Firmino and Jota together with Salah. That would be my three uh, up front. And then for City, it's the usual suspects. It'll be Foden, De Bruyne, Holland, Rodri, Bernardo Silva, who whenever he plays Liverpool is incredible. I don't know what the back pairing is these days. Uh, I, Gomez may play, Akanji may play at fullback. We'll see probably Diaz and one of Ake or Laporte. Cancelo is a definite in the back. But you never know with Pep. He is a madman. City remain undefeated in the league. They are the only undefeated team in the top five leagues in 
England, in the top division in England. So with the seven wins and two draws, everyone says, oh, oh, City should win, City should win, City should win. But this is Anfield. This is Liverpool. It's in them, right? It's in Liverpool to find a way. Whether their form has been there or not, I don't care. This is the game where Liverpool find that yard. They find those two feet of space. They find a way to battle. Um, I think um, it will be interesting to see how they, if Liverpool can find that pressing gear, because if there's one, if they sit back, they're going to lose. If there's one thing I know watching City, it's you've got to get in City's face if you want to beat them. They're tough and they can play around you. But if you don't, if you just let them do what they want, you will lose. (laughs) Uh, Liverpool's best games and strongest results have been when Liverpool have attacked and really got at City in the face. I just can remember the Champions League game at Anfield. I saw it at the Princess Pub with Alex. And I just remember Bobby Firmino killing Gundogan. Uh, these are this is like the 17, 18 season, maybe 16, 17. Not sure. I don't remember, but it was bad and City lost badly. And I've only seen City lose badly at Anfield. Uh, I think for the first time in a long time. They don't go in to the game in an even form. I think City are clearly in a better place right now. They don't have to be as precise now that they have Holland. They can just sort of go, oh, fuck it, big guy, go do something. And we'll see if Van Dyke and Konate can do something. This is there's been a couple of calls in this in this matchup in the in the run up for hey, Fabinho, sit on De Bruyne and don't let him do anything. Now, does that and follow him around? So should can't should City should Liverpool try and man mark De Bruyne out of the game? Maybe. I don't think it'll work because I think it gives too much space for other players. I think it it underrates the other players on the team like Silva will just run through the whole team if you do that uh, or Rodri will just find those passes and do line breaking passes but I think this is one of those times where Liverpool fans should be honest and say a draw is a really good result for them right now uh, just don't lose just not in the face uh, even though they're on a bad form they did have that nice win you know right now City are better and for City to lose it's not really a big deal um, you know, we've lost to Liverpool and won the league before. Uh, I just want to see, I think right now, uh, Holland has become just a completely new thing for city. I listened to the, um, and I recommend listening to this Gary Neville of Manchester United fame and sky sports fame. He has a show called the overlap and he had a panel of YouTubers essentially who are famous for their respective clubs just talk about football in general, where, where teams are. Like they talked Arsenal, they talked, um, you know, uh, Manchester United, you know, Arsenal Spurs, the regular top four, top five. And, you know, the, to a man, to a pundit, to a fanarati, Holland has changed the equation for city, not from a footballing perspective. I think city would win the league or be favorites or there, thereabouts as a team. But Holland is a real superstar, a real asses in seats kind of player, a real you've got to go to the game. Anecdotally, the Etihad has been full lately. 
Uh, the shirts in the stores are Holland shirts. He has that Pied Piper quality. This is th- something I talked about probably a couple seasons ago or a season and a half ago. You know, Pep is the star of Manchester City. And he likes it that way. And City like it that way. And we he's made out to be this magical manager. And the players are less emphasized. And I think that he likes it that way. But I think City, from a business perspective, recognized that in order for them to go to the next level as a super club, they needed to go to the superstar level. So it's the Florentino Perez time. It's time for City to become Galacticos. But find the right player to be the right Galactico. So maybe Holland is the right humble player to be a City player. Like we just talked earlier about whether uh, uh, Mbappe might leave PSG. Mbappe is never a City player. Neymar is never a City player. You know, you want a Messi who's chill. Now, they may be a pain in the ass behind the scenes, but outwardly, team player, do what they need to do, fit within the team concept. And I think that's that's the exact pet player because we talked about it before. Certain individual iconoclastic players, Zlatan had a hard time with um, with Pep. Uh, Eto had a hard time with Pep and sort of, you know, said, hey, he doesn't like people to be bigger than he is. And that might be true, especially if you're someone with a big personality. So City become the star going against the bigger team in the world. Liverpool are always the great protagonist. Like I said last week, City are just, we're not loved. We're not magic. We're just the foil for these other more historic traditional clubs. So Liverpool have their foil and here's big blue Manchester City. I expect City to win this game 3-2-2-1. You know, it'll be good. These are the best. This is Nuevo Clasico. I'm expecting the best of the best. Um, You know, it's just amazing. So here's some some match stats. Liverpool undefeated in their last 27 home games. Yikes. Liverpool have scored at least two in 17 of 21 home matches in the Premier League. And City are undefeated in their last 22 away matches. That's a big number. Uh, But head-to-head, it's a little bit trickier than that. Um, So Liverpool have scored at least two in the last four against Manchester City in all competitions. Remember, at the start of the season, we had the Charity Shield, and um, Nunez was the star of that. And now, not so much. Uh, We said we had this moment where we thought, oh, look at this, you know, Oh, Holland, Holland will be the la- the big player. Holland will do this. The last two, Liverpool have scored three. They beat them in the Community Shield, beat them in the FA Cup. That was a weird FA Cup semifinal. And then in the regular season last year, two draws, both 2-2. The second one, really good in October. A fantastic, a, a fantastic match between the two of them. Really, oh, sorry, in April, a really good 2-2 draw that, uh, that they've both fought for and against. Fantastic stuff. I'm going to have to breathe and figure out where I am within the context of that game. It usually makes me feel a little bit crazy. <laughs> uh, and maybe I'll be crying or something like that. I think I will cry. I think I'm I'm due for, for crying. <laughs> uh, other big games this weekend. Uh, we have Leeds versus Arsenal at Ellen Road. I know we can keep saying this. This is another test at Ellen Road. After you've had your two big games, you beat 
Spurs, you beat United, you just came from Bodo Glimp. So that's Europa League I haven't covered. They did play Bodo Glimp in the Arctic Circle. Really cool game, really fun game. I like Bodo Glimp. Uh, but we'll see what Arsenal can bring versus Leeds. Leeds, you know, are, are plugging along. They're not in any great shapes. They're not playing particularly well or particularly bad, but they're not as talented as Arsenal. But can Jesse Marsh and his Marshmen, Marshmallows, uh, take something off Arsenal at Ellen Road? Because the fact of the matter is, you know, they have they have their players. They're not injured at the moment. Um, Rodrigo's back. He scored all those goals early. Can they get themselves back together? They came off a loss against Crystal Palace and a draw versus Aston Villa, but they haven't won since the since the since they beat Chelsea. And so it's time for them to get back to their winning ways. It's been a while. It will be tough against Arsenal. I don't think they expect to win. They'll be looking down the road at Leicester and Fulham. But I'm excited to see this game. It's Ellen Road. It's two big old school teams. What can we see from Arsenal? Uh, in this, they they're coming in pretty injury free, nothing bad. Uh, they come off a good win. Bakara Saka wins at get they get the goal they need. They didn't have a great performance, but they got it done. And so uh, we we find out where Arsenal are. I expect them to win. Uh, if they don't win, I'd be I'd be frankly I'd be shocked they didn't win at Ellen Road, especially the way they're playing. But as we like to say in the Premier League, any team can beat any team on any day of the week. Very exciting stuff. We pop around. Also, these are all Sunday games. So Liverpool is the last game of the day. Liverpool City is the last game of the day on Sunday. Arsenal is also on Sunday versus Leeds. Uh, We pop into our two friends also on Sunday. These are all the European teams also getting their Sunday starts. Man United starts Sunday off against Newcastle at Old Trafford. They won one nil against uh, um, uh, Ocasio. I mean, against a team from Cyprus. I can't remember the name. Some team in green. <laughs> but they took 35 shots, and McTominay had to score the last one in the last minute. So they did come off playing well. I, I don't want to really hammer Man United. You, you should take 35 shots, 15 on goal. You've played well. But Newcastle come into this game better than United do, in my opinion. And with no injuries, uh, for 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 United, they're playing Ronaldo. And for Newcastle, they have got their horses in order. They have their guys. So it should be a good one. Uh, this is a measuring stick again. You know, at home, if United fancy themselves in the top four, they've got to beat Newcastle at home. Eddie Howes has Newcastle playing well. Newcastle are in sixth. They're right behind them. Um, they've got five draws rather than but only one loss they're plus eight united are only plus or minus two so this is five this is fifth versus six right here this is united versus newcastle now united have a game in hand but this is right here these are two evenly matched teams i like where newcastle are in the midfield they've got um they've they've got their striker in place so we'll see where they are We'll see where they are. Newcastle have scored more goals and given up less goals. So United don't really have much to stand on except the slow burning improvement that we'd expect to see from United at this point. So I think I would go for a draw in that one, but United need that win. 
The other early game on Sunday, Aston Villa versus Chelsea. Aston Villa are just awful. Uh, the Potter revolution is revo- is revolutionizing. So uh, I expect that Chelsea will win this game. Um, you know, Aston Villa are really mucking things up. They're one of the lowest XG teams in the league. They're just trying to hang on by being defensive and just mucking everything up. Uh, I don't know how much longer uh, Steven Gerrard has. I think if he gets beat bad in this game, things could start going south for him. Uh, I'm sure he looks at the schedule and doesn't think, oh, I need to win this. He does have the nil-nil versus City to sort of hang on to. Uh, Injuries, he's still missing Luca Digna and his his big purchases, Diego Carlos and Bubakar Kamara, are not there uh, for... Uh, Chelsea, they're missing Fofana, Conte, Ziyech, and J- Rhys James. Rhys James being the biggest miss. But I, I have a lot of faith in Potter. He's going he's gonna to find a way to put this team together and get them where they need to be. Uh, you know, I love Potter. So he's got all the toys, all the weapons within Chelsea. They're getting things done. They're much more, it hasn't shown yet, but they're much more attacking and forward moving. And I think, you know, as other managers have found out from Lampard to Tuchel, to now Potter, Mason Mount is probably their best player, especially offensively. He moves the most. He's the most versatile. He can do the most things. Uh, other players do other things well, but I think Mason Mount's the most well-rounded player. And if I watch this game, I would keep my eye on him. Uh, and and for, for Aston Villa, I keep my eye on Ramsey. I really love Ramsey. We'll see where things are there. But that's Chelsea versus Aston Viga. Okay, now let's just go through the rest of the schedule. We have a game on Friday, the Battle of Brentford and Brighton uh, to gambling. This means more. We've talked about this before, but Benheim and Bloom, Benheim, the owner of Brentford, and Bloom, the owner of Brighton, were partners in a gambling company for gamblers' data. So these are the two most money-bally, well-run clubs in the league. I expect a really good game here. Uh, Brighton, Brentford at home on a Friday night. We know how they are there. Those They love the dark, the lights in West London. I expect Brentford to pull something out versus Brighton. I don't think the Zerby's quite ready for something so crazy as Brentford at night at home. And then uh, the next game, Saturday morning early, Leicester versus Crystal Palace. Leicester are terrible. We thought they were going to get off the schneid, but Crystal Palace are really good, and they're in a good way right now. Crystal Palace, I've loved the way they play. I love where they are. They're not getting any wins. So uh, I would expect Crystal Palace to pull this out. Again, they're in this weird spot where their results don't show how good they are. Um, but I like this I like this Palace team, and I don't like where Leicester are. I don't like their defense. Uh, we should see them going on. Two teams, and then next up, Fulham versus Bournemouth. Fulham at home. Two teams I don't think we expected to be where they are. If you would have told me that Fulham versus Bournemouth was going to be an 8-9 game, they're both sitting on 11 and 12 points. We know Bournemouth had the 9-0 that really damaged their goal difference. But really, if you take away that 9-0, let's say they make it a 5, uh, their goal difference is minus 8. They haven't scored any goals. They're living on luck upon luck upon luck. Um, but uh, And then Fulham, I think, are really quite, quite a good team. But I'm not sure exactly when Mitrovic is coming back. So I'm going to have a look at that right now, see what they're saying about Mitrovic. Mitrovic, doubtful. Hmm, not sure what that means. Uh, they they will be without Chalaba, who was sent off. And for 
for Bournemouth, I don't really know. Just guys. <laughs> it looks like Vinicius will probably have to play for Fulham in this game, but it looks like a pretty evenly matched game. We'll see what happens there. I'll be pulling for Fulham. I had Bournemouth going down after the 9-0, but since then, they're unbeaten. <laughs> so it <laughs> goes to show how much I know. No, I know about football. Don't you forget it. I watch a lot. Uh, a game I would never wish anyone to watch uh, in the world. Nottingham Forest versus, versus Wolverhampton Wanderers. Oof. Uh, we know Steve Cooper got his vote of confidence after the Villa game. They get their draw. They're off to Schneid. So we'll see what happens with these two relegation battlers, both sitting in 18th and 19th, respectively, just above Leicester. We'll see what there happens there. And then Tottenham round out the Saturday morning slate with having uh, Everton visit them. They played okay versus um, they played okay versus Eintracht Frankfurt, but I don't know where they are. They're still struggling a little bit to get things together. Now, Hinman Sun had two really nice goals. Again, Kane put them together. They really rely on Kane and Sun and without them, they're really just kind of meh. <laughs> I don't have a better way to say it. They kind of hold things together. Dyer had a really shit game against Eintracht Frankfurt, responsible for one of the goals. His touch was terrible. The defense is just not good enough the way it is now, especially the way Conte wants to play. They're just too, it's too much pressure on them. But we'll see if Kane, I mean, we'll see where they go. But Everton just on the road are just not good. They're really good at home. They they live off their emotion. But going away to Spurs feels like a bridge too far. If Tottenham really want to be titled to be there, as, as Pep likes to say, to be there at the end, they've got to be teams like Everton at home. That's got to be a big, big, big thing for them to try and pull things together and really find out where they are. Uh, going through a couple other games that are left, we've got uh, the wonderful West Ham take on uh Southampton at St. Mary's West Ham come off a good Europa League game where they won so they are still moving along I think uh David Moyes has the team grooving and moving and doing the things they need to do to be where they need to be I know that sounds ridiculous but he had a few players he's trying to work in Skamaka he's trying to make sure that Antonio's still there trying to get Bowen going again the defense has been in and out they've lost Cresswell for a while but now he's back in so we'll see where they are there. But that is the week's schedules. I'm trying to make sure I didn't miss anything. I really plowed through this thing really quick. The important thing is that you like and subscribe to the show. The important thing is, is that we celebrate Mike and Jessica having their daughter. Very, very exciting news. And that we come back to it on Monday. All right, I'm out of here. That was the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike Slayer and Owen Laurent Fourteens. We are the football wing of the Chop Sports Network. I record on Tuesdays and Fridays, sort of. So be sure to like and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you're listening on Apple, please rate and review the show. We love you. Thank you, Fan Hub. Thank you, Chopped. We'll see 